you're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. How you doing? Boys are back. Shed some light episode 110 coming to you on this Monday. We have our Miller lights in hand and we are recapping everything that's gone on in our sporting worlds since the last time we spoke. Jack, how the heck are you? Doing good. Just yeah? good. Just good. Nothing good. nothing crazy. How are you? Uh I'm doing I'm doing good as well. Not the best, not the worst. Feeling pretty good for a Sunday, so that's how you want. Can't ask for much more right no, there. No, no complaints. Um, anything you want to take care of right off the bat or you want to hop right into some sports talk? Let's hop right into some sports talk. All right, sports, sports, sports at 7. Get the bat out of the way first. IU sure. football. Yeah, uh, we got fucking hosed. Yes. We got hosed on a bullshit targeting call. So, game starts off. IU is just fucking Giving it to Cincinnati. Dominating. Like, Cincinnati's, like, first five drives, I swear to God, they had, like, 12 total yards. Like, we are shitting on them. We're up 14-0, three and out. They're about to punt. And on the last play, the quarterback kind of got stripped as he was throwing it, but it was clearly a pass, so they go to review that. Instead of saying it's a fumble, they call a targeting penalty that wasn't called during the play. They need to fix that. That fucking that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, what you're saying? It shouldn't be allowed that you can review a play to call something that wasn't originally called. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't call targeting on the field, you cannot go back and review a play and then call targeting. Um, I'm not so torn up about that. What I am torn up about is the targeting rule in general is just idiotic to its core. Well, so. So there's there's two things about the whole that whole thing that pissed me off. One, if you don't call it in real time, I don't think that you should be able to go back and review it. Or like if it had anything to do with the play. Obviously if you like you're gonna people are gonna be like, Oh well, maybe they don't call a catch in real time, but they go back and review it and then it's a catch. That but they called it not a catch. So the, the the play is around that one specific moment. Right, right. You didn't call targeting on the field. And normally in a targeting case, the person who got hit in the head would be like, Hey, like that dude fucking came at my face, you know? And the quarterback just like legitimately like kind of jocked it off. Because the only what happened was um Michael McFadden jumped to try to block the pass, like had his hands up and then his hands went down and he missed but his helmet hit the quarterback's helmet Mm -hmm. and they called that targeting which is a terrible call and this is why i think they need to change the rule of targeting and i don't remember if i brought this up on a podcast episode or not when we're recording but targeting calls in football need to be like flagrant fouls in basketball you should have like a flagrant one and a flagrant two, a targeting one and a targeting two. Targeting one is like a 10, 15-yard penalty, and targeting two is like a blatant crown-of-the-helmet hit 
you're kicked out of the game. And it's hard to it's hard to judge that too because I think I don't and I don't know if this is already part of the rule or it needs to be part of the rule. There has to be malicious intent. I think it is part of the rule. Okay. Don't quote me on it, but I then, think then the refs at IU were fucking they were Cincinnati fans because yeah. that like is the biggest load of horse shit. Yeah. Like and 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 Michael McFadden is our like Kyle Hamilton. Like, he is the cornerstone of our defense. He makes all the plays. He plays linebacker. He plays D-end. He already had a fumble recovery. He already had, like, two sacks that game. Like, he is our best player on defense. Right. And you lose him in legitimately, like, the second quarter. Doesn't get to play a half. Won't get to play the first half next week. Like, that's so bullshit. And, like, it really pissed me off that they were like, hey, we're going to go review if this is a fumble. By the way, not a fumble. Also, targeting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cincinnati was ready to punt. They had their whole punt team on the field in formation, and the refs stopped it. What the fuck? Cincinnati clearly didn't think it was targeting. IU clearly didn't think it was targeting. Right. Why are we going back and reviewing this? Yeah, that's terrible. You should not be able to... It, it'd be it'd be like... You know what it'd be like? It'd be like um, if they called, like, they went to go review a catch, you know? And they're like, hey, uh, no catch. And then they come back and they're like, yeah, still no catch, but also holding on the offensive line. <laughs> so, yo, what the fuck, man? That yeah. wasn't called in real time. Yeah. You can't do that. Right. Like, that's bullshit. You're, you, it, that rule is the dumbest fucking thing. I don't, like, and also, like, who was the one that, like, said something about it? I want to know who said something about it. Like, who brought it up? Yeah. Like, was the ref just watching the replay and then he was like, well, listen, Ooh. it's not a it's not a pat, it's not a fumble, but guess what? That fucking guy right there. How that yeah, guy what, tackled what, the other guy. What can we do to get Cincinnati a first down? Yeah, it was dude, it legitimately that I want to say that was their fifth or sixth drive and they had gone three and out on every single drive before then. Like IU was dominating them. I know. I was getting the score updates. It was I saw 7 nothing, I saw 14 nothing. I was like, "Holy nuts, man. IU's going to do this thing." Yeah, dude, it was it was such bullshit, dude. Like, and and then like, don't get me wrong. IU still had a chance to win and could have won. We fumbled on the goal line, down six with like five minutes to go. Yeah, things you hate to see. But like at the same time, like you just that's such a momentum killer. Yeah, like it literally oh, yeah. is such yeah. a momentum killer. Definitely, that place was fucking rocking too. I don't know if you saw any like pictures or like videos. Mm-hmm. Packed. IU Stadium was packed. Uh, so I did see a couple of, um, like TikToks about it, but something that I have to bring up, I'm going on a tangent here, TikTok slash college football wise. I don't know why, but my for you page on TikTok has been just absolutely dominated by things revolving around Penn State. Oh yeah. Penn State's big. And, uh, it, there was, there was that one. It wasn't on my for you page, but I was reading about it. Where it was uh, Alabama sorority rush. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where just like random people were like, "Why the fuck is this Alabama sorority rush on my on my for you page?" I I, I feel like it just goes through like swings of that. I am getting absolutely body bagged by videos from Penn State kids. Yeah, football videos and class videos and campus videos and what should I wear tailgating videos. I'm like, what? Where? Why am I seeing this all of a sudden? Football. I mean, I guess football. If there was a uh, going back to IU though, if there was one thing that I could I can take away from this game is Cincinnati is not as good as I thought they were. 
we'll see. If if you so one thing that a couple things how to beat Cincinnati always have a QB spy. This that we tried running no QB spy the second that Michael McFadden left and this dude ran for like forty yards like immediately. So always have a QB spy. That's one. And then two, their O line is not very good. Like like borderline Notre Dame O line. And that's saying something. Yeah, and and like. If you and if you get to their quarterback, like he does not have the decision making to make like split second throws like that. So if we can get to him, that that game, I'm I that was a game that I was kind of the most worried about, and now I'm like this is fucking we can do that easily. Yeah. But I don't know. It sucked for IEO's bullshit. Yeah. Fuck you, ref. I'm with who you. Who called that targeting shit? Notre Dame football. Yeah, let's talk Notre Dame football. I'm just checking out some stats real quick. Um, Notre Dame three and zero can't go undefeated can't without go starting three and zero. I told you this. I told basically anyone who would listen to me this. That game was like five ca- caught passes away from being like a forty-one, forty-nine to thirteen victory. Two. That game was legitimately two plays away. From being forty-one to thirteen, which is exactly what I fucking called it was gonna be, and I'm pissed. If fucking the sun wasn't in Bray Lindsey's face, and Jack Cohen made one better throw, that game was forty-one thirteen. But at that point, why would why stop there? I feel like they could have just taken the complete life out of. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I'm saying like like guaranteed. those two those two plays were yeah. guaranteed touchdowns. Yeah. Like, legitimately, Brayden Lindsey hit him in the fucking hands. Yep. And he just couldn't see the ball because it was in the sun. And then he overthrows Kevin Austin on a go route that Kevin Austin burns some dude at. Um, Jack Cohen was completely trash in the first half. Like, very bad. Uh, yeah, so the breakdown that I heard about that was that uh, he was just completely rushing every th- all of his throws because he knows that he does not have time back there. Okay, so... Which kind of got fixed a little bit. Yeah. So, first of all, offensive line, not their worst game. No. No, not their worst. Uh, but, so, see, now now I, I I have shifted the blame meter. It used to, like, first two games, and don't, don't get me wrong, I am Notre Dame offensive line stan. I will fucking... <laughs> these are my boys. First two games, I was like, this is, like, 100% on the offensive line. I now think it's like 75 to 80% on the offensive line. It is 10% on Tommy Reese for calling plays where it's like, hey, like sit back here and throw the ball the whole time. When it's just like, you know, it's, you know that's not going to happen. Like we're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And then it's like 10 to 15% on Jack Cohen not being able to fucking move in the pocket at all. Uh, I agree with you on two out of those three. I, I'm not necessarily putting any blame on the play calling. No, okay, so the, what, what I mean by that is like, you know, again, like you said, he felt rushed because he knows he has to get it out. Run a couple like bubble screens, quick slants, not this fucking like, hey, we're going to run a 15-yard post route. It's like, we know we don't have the time for that. Why are we going to continuously try to do this if we know it's not going to work? 
So, you know how I went on the whole rant last episode about not only the offensive line, but about Jeff Quinn? Mm-hmm. I think I had enough visual proof on Saturday as to why it's legitimately his fault. Okay. Uh, so, Josh Lund, 6'6", 305-pound senior, left tackle got bull rushed into Jack Cohen for a sack because he just stands up on his heels and tries to catch the defensive line as opposed to going at them. He's playing right tackle though, right? No. Left tackle is is Tosh Baker sometimes. He played the whole game on Saturday. Lug was in Then he was he playing left guard? Maybe left guard. Okay. Whatever position it was, he got absolutely bull rushed into the quarterback. And at this point in time, that goes back to coaching. Because yeah. either he is not being told how to properly play his position, or he's doing that in practice and not being corrected. Was that okay, was that the time was that George Karloftis that was coming off the right side when that happened? Because there was one there was there was multiple plays that I and this is where I will go and I shift 10 to 15% of the blame to Jack Cohen because there was a play where whoever was playing right tackle for us blocked George Karloftis out to the outside. So he blocked him so that the pocket would be you wider. Know, yeah, yeah, wider. And <laughs> Jack Cohen was looking to the right to see who to pass to, saw this guy coming, and was like, I'm not going to move up. Because the guy's coming to my right and behind me, yeah. I'm just going to stand here. Yeah. And he got sacked. And I was like, dude, what the fuck was that? You you would think, too, as a graduate student senior, Jack dude, Cohen, that he you should le- be able to read some coverage. He legitimately, like, screws his feet into the ground after, <laughs> after hiking the ball. He's like, I'm not fucking moving. I'm going to either make a throw or I'm going to get sacked. Yeah. That's it. I swear to God. And then in the second half, he actually, and I will give him credit, he actually did move a little bit. And it was like, oh, wow, we're opening up passing. You know, there's people that are open now. You know, it forces the the defense to make a decision. Do I, you know, stay on my guy? Do I come get Jack Cohen who's scrambling? It's like, dude, look at all these good things if you just didn't fucking stand there. This, This is the type of performance that I was expecting to see week one. Yeah. Like we're this, just a couple weeks behind. This was this would have been this would have been a good season opening performance in, yeah. my expe- in my mind with my expectations. It's like we do have some things to work on, but we're not terrible. Yeah. So that <laughs> I have so many questions still coming up as we go into a five game gauntlet of top twenty five teams. There's part of me that's like I would not be surprised at all if we go five and zero in the next five games. And there's also a good part of me that would not be surprised if we go two and three in the next five games. No. I think at worst three and two. I think I think if we win the next two, we're gonna go five and zero. Oh. It's the next two are the only ones that I'm like truly worried about. Wisconsin Wisconsin Cincinnati gonna bully ball us. Nah. Cincinnati, I don't really know enough about yet. To... Cincinnati, again, th- like they're good, they're talented, but like when I watched IU play them, there was never a time where I was like, "Damn, this team's really good." 
Like they, they never made a play that was like, holy shit, this team well, that's, is good. That's, that's how I felt watching Purdue. That game was basically a one-score game for the first three quarters of it, and it, there was never a time where I felt like Notre Dame was in trouble. Yeah. Like, Notre Dame felt like they dominated that game, and, this, like, they only won by two touchdowns. Also, it was so funny that Purdue fans were like, this is actually, like, a good result because it shows that we can hang. <laughs> it's like, dude, you guys just lost by 14 to a historically bad Notre Dame team. Like, probably one of the worst teams in the last decade. And you guys lost by 14, and your takeaway was, we can hang? Dude. What the? You can't. Dude, uh, so we had some just absolutely obnoxious Purdue fans around us, so that was not fun. Uh, Also, you were not at the game, so you would not have seen this unless you saw it on social media. You know how everyone was making the big stink about their drum? Mm Mm-hmm. During their halftime performance, they like made a drum formation to honor the drum not being in the stadium Such fucking and still had the like guys that with the big drumsticks playing the air drum you're such fucking produce such a bunch of fucking losers dude <laughs> literally <laughs> so much the whole school is just filled with fucking losers. i've never seen the air drum being played they would they would like run around and jump up and then dude. fake whack the drum i'm like God, what are you guys a bunch doing of fucking losers dude I heard the perfect description from Sierra this weekend, too, of Purdue. Colors, school, sports, eh. grimy. No, dude, they they are, like, describe Purdue, meh. Just meh. It's grimy. Dude, it's just fucking meh. Like, it's just, you're there. It's always overcast. Yeah, you're you just there. You got a bunch there. of brick prison buildings. They're literally, they are the definition of just, like, 50-50. Like, just fucking, well, take it or leave it. Fucking, I don't know. I saw, um, I saw when I was, so when I was coming to campus after the game and everyone else was leaving, Mm -hmm. there was a, there was a girl with her mom. And the, I assume the girl was around my age. Okay. Just fucking bawling her eyes out. Like, right after the game ends. And she was just like, this is fucking bullshit. And I was like, if you're going to cry every time Purdue loses, pick a different fucking team. Uh, because uh, this is... You, you're crying every fucking weekend, then. I respect the dedication there. Yeah, but, like, come on. I mean, wild Dude, move, but I respect it. I, I don't know what would... I, actually, I don't respect it. Because I don't know what the fuck would happen have to happen to one of my sports teams for me to hysterically cry after the game. Dude, and I'm not talking, like, I'm not talking, like, shedding a tear. I'm talking, like, like, sopping. Like, waterworks turn on the faucet, the makeup's running, like, bawling her eyes out, walking down the street. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on, man. You gotta fucking... You can't be doing that. Uh Especially for, like, Purdue football. If it was, like, Alabama football, I'd respect that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I do have one stat that I want to uh, read to you about the Notre Dame offense and defense, and this is wild. Oh, by the way, Kyle Hamilton... Another pick. Yeah. That's one a game. Averaging one a game. Kyle Hamilton Heisman campaign. Fucking, yeah. Get on the train, dude. I'm the conductor. I said that at the beginning of the season. Uh, Should have four in three games, but they called that bullshit one against whatever team back. That was fucking... Toledo. Yeah, that was bullshit. All right. So listen to this. Uh, This comes from Pete Sampson. Um, Pete! So uh, Notre Dame ranks... uh, Notre Dame is currently tied... 
for number five nationally in sacks per game. So we dude we have an aver- we're averaging four point three sacks per game and we're tied with Georgia. Okay. Okay. I now got something to say about stats. Here's the flip side of this. We're giving up the most. Uh <laughs> other side of the ball, we are tied for one hundred twenty fifth in sacks allowed at four point seven, tied with East Carolina. Dude, the Pirates. What are we don't, doing? Don't fucking <laughs> You know? Uh this is this is I got something to say about just stats in general. Okay. I always find it funny when they're like like cuz you can take either those stats either way, you know? Like we're uh you know 100 and what 98th or whatever in sacks per game in giving 125th in sacks. 125th. Yeah. I think there's only 132 teams. But like so like I could take it as like if you're number one in sacks allowed, that means you give up the most amount of sacks. Because you give up that you're number one at giving up sacks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, we're 125th because we give up a lot of sacks. Right. So you could be 132nd, (laughs) you could be first, and I could read that two completely different ways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always I always do that with like when I like see a stat about something like that. It's like you know so and so is, you know, fifth in interceptions. Does that mean he's has a lot a of a lot of interceptions or, or he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, which makes him yeah a, a higher ranking? <laughs> and it's like fuck. What what am I doing here? I swear to God, half the time they just switch it up on you too. Yeah, you can make the stat fit whatever narrative you need. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. Big games coming up. Wisconsin at Soldier Field. We will be previewing that on Friday. Going to be there. I'm ready. So, looking forward I've, to that. This is, you know what's something that's weird? I, this will be my second football game at Soldier Field, neither of it, which will include the Chicago Bears. Yeah, same. This will be my, as uh, same with you, second football game at Soldier Field, and I've also seen two NFL games. None of them have included the Bears as my favorite team. Not two NFL games at Soldier Field, though. Just two NFL games yeah. in general that I've been to live. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, I've seen two NFL games at Soldier no, Field, but neither funny. of which have been. You're <laughs> like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. But speaking of Soldier Field, let's talk about the Bears getting the dub over uh, the Bengals. Bears are back, kind of. Maybe. Justin Fields didn't look that good. Uh, He had sparks. He didn't look bad. He made some really good throws. He is he is the first Bears player that I want to get their jersey since uh, Devin Hester. Uh, Khalil Mack, I would have, and Roquan Smith, I would. Uh, I, I could, uh, Khalil Mack, I could get behind that. Roquan, eh, take it. Oh, right dude, I'd do no, it, I'd that's do, the opposite. I'd do an Eddie Khalil, Jackson. Well, Eddie Jackson's kind of sucked this year and last year. I would do I would do a Khalil Mack. See, I'm the opposite. I would do a Roquan over Khalil Mack. Roquan's fucking great, dude. It's not. Yeah, I have nothing against him. And he's I'm just 24. Saying, I'm just saying, jersey wise, the Mac. The yeah, no. Mac is okay, sick. but see, this is no. But this is why Roquan's better. Is because you don't want to be the guy that gets the same jersey as everybody else, and that's the Khalil Mack jersey. Yeah. No, not a lot of people will be rocking the Roquan. I feel like he's you know getting up there in in in, in jersey sales, but like. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to be like. I don't want to be like everyone else wearing the Khalil Mack. 
I want to um, be out there and be like, bam, check out my Roquan jersey, baby. You know you know who I think if we're going off that line of the kind of underrated, you don't see many of their jerseys, and maybe this is just me, maybe I'm an idiot for this, but the Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he's got there yet. I th- he was a rookie last year. I know, but I, I like him. And if you're rocking a yeah. Darnell Mooney jersey. That means you're a diehard, yeah. you know? You got you got to go out of your way to find that. Yeah, for sure. Dude. Or just customize one. <laughs> okay, on the topic of jerseys. You know whose jersey White Sox wise I feel like like nobody has besides Tadahito Aguchi. True, the current White Sox player. Um, Leary. No, I'm talking like like very good current White Sox player. I feel like you don't see a lot of Yaz jerseys. Oh, yeah. I feel like you really don't. You like don't. You don't see a lot of the Grand Dolls. No. You see the Luis, you see the Yoan, you see the Tim, you see the Jose, you, you see the Eloy, but you really don't see a lot of Yaz jerseys. Hmm. You know? That's a good good point. Because they got, there. there's so many, like, big hitters. You see the Giolito. I feel like a, a, a nice Lance Lynn, too, would, would be kind of sweet. Nobody's yeah, really Lance locking a win. I feel like um, out of the pitching rotation, you see the most Kopex. Yeah, definitely. A lot of Kopex. Definitely. Geo close second. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just kind of like drops off the face of the earth. Yep. Uh, you see a good, you see a couple ceases every once in a while. He can wrap up third place there. Yeah. There's a stark difference between one and two though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean between two and three. One, two, and then three. Yeah. Right, back to the Bears. Yeah. Bears kind of back. Almost blew it. Whew. Uh, Their defense looked... Looked good. Yeah. Three picks. Yeah. Dude, it was dude, so I was at work when this game was on. So at the entire other end of the building that I work at, there's a TV and I had it on that TV. So I could like barely see it. Yeah. So I was I was I had like the play by play up on the computer screen that was in front of me. Yeah. And so it would do like the you no know, the little like yeah. Arrows and stuff. It'd be like you know, Justin Fields completes a pass and have the little, little like parabola or whatever it's called. Yep. In there, when Roquan had the pick six, I think this was one of the most disrespectful things they did. <laughs> so like, if it was Justin Fields who would like throw the ball, it would be a picture of Justin Fields with like five yard pass or whatever. So it says it comes up in big letters, touchdown, Joe Burrow's face. Joe Burrow's pass intercepted by Roquan Smith. I was like, dude, fucking, you don't got to do Joe Burrow like that. Like, the fuck, I thought, man? I thought I was going to say Joe Burrow completes pass yeah, to Roquan yeah. Smith. Uh, dude, the, the the fumble, it said that. It said, like, completes pass to so-and-so. And then it was like, Chicago regains ball. And I was just like, what the fuck? Dude, uh, oh, wait, are you talking about the, the fumble where Justin Fields fumbled it and then... No, 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 no. It was... It was the Joe Burrow passed at like oh, T Higgins oh, or oh. some shit like that. Yes, yes, but no. Uh, I'd like to bring up that play. Justin Fields fumbles the ball and then has the wherewithal to like basically like army slash bear crawl to knock it back to himself to recover it. That was a that was a baller play right there. I know we lost a lot of yardage, but shout out to Justin Fields for that one. Yeah, dude, it just feels like like and Andy Dalton led a great first drive. Yeah, great first drive. Touchdown to Allen Robinson. It just feels more fun when Justin Fields is in there, even if he fucks up. Yeah. 
Well, and there's gonna come a time where it, that's like not the case where I'm not like oh like you fucked up whatever I'm gonna be like god damn it why the fuck did he throw that ball but like right now I'm like you know what it's fun well he's like a puppy yeah it's like you you give him a little bit more leeway leeway because he's a puppy and he shouldn't really know what he's doing that whereas was the first time that was the first time he pooped in the house next time I'm shoving his nose in it. <laughs> Andy Dalton is the well-trained dog, so when he actually poops in the house, he's going to the kennel. Now, for yeah, now you're fucking. Couple you're hours. Done so. <laughs> um. Yeah. But hey, bears are bears are kind of back. So, what's the uh, what's your take on the time frame of the quarterback, the inevitable quarterback shift? Honestly, I've gotten to the point where I just don't really give a fuck because, like, we can't tank. Because we don't have a first-round pick. So, like, there's no point in, like, trying to be bad. And then, like, I like this season, to me at least, is just kind of like a wash. Because, like, we're not good enough to make the playoffs or, like, win a playoff game. Like, the best we can do is, like, like, sc- like sneak into the wild card. And then, like, lose in the first round. So, like... I don't really give a fuck anymore. Like, Justin Fields is going to get experience regardless. If he plays, if he doesn't play, he'll still get fucking experience. Do I want him to just, like, play and see what the fuck happens? Sure. Am I going to sit here and be like, if Justin Fields doesn't start by week four, I'm going to riot. It's like, dude, Justin Fields is good for, like, over Andy Dalton, what, maybe one or two wins? Right now. Like, the team's not good enough to be like, yeah, fucking Justin Fields is way more talented. He needs to be in there so we can win as many games as possible. It's just like fucking, I don't know, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I would um, like to see him in there by like week four if I like had week four or five, if I had to give you an answer. But I was like, fucking, I don't care. When Andy Dalton went out with that foot injury, I feel like that was just like planned. Like he was I, just like, I, you I know what, fucking, I'm done. Thing. He was just like, I'll fucking fake some injury and we'll call it a day. I was like, I'll just get out of here so that the people don't boo me anymore. I'll make my $14 million and then I'll, you know, go live somewhere else eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm with you. Like, I don't think there should be any sort of rush, especially because it's not like we're pushing for a playoff spot this year. Yeah. But as you also mentioned, like, it's a lot more fun when he's in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, it's, we said it on the last episode, it's like, Tyler Buckner and Jack Cohen. But except Jack Cohen and Tyler Buckner, we actually have something to play for. You right. Know? Right. Uh, but I don't know. It is what it is. Last thing I want to talk about football-wise, I do want to touch on two other games from college football. I, I was I meant to bring those up. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, first game, Penn State-Auburn. Well, I guess three games. Okay. Penn State-Auburn. Shout out to Penn State. The whiteout game looked fucking sweet. I'm pretty sure I put that on my top five college uh, football games I want to go to. Yeah. That looked fucking awesome, even though the uh, Auburn running back, Tank Bigsby, all-time name. Uh, also, shout-out to Penn State Stadium for being big. Found out yeah, how a lot big bigger than I expected it to be. Yeah. It's fucking Was sweet. not expecting that one. Um, and then Alabama-Florida. Yes. Alabama's beatable. That's what I said at the beginning of the year. I said my hot take of the year was going to be they lose two games. Well, then, uh, we're talking about beatable teams. Uh, Clemson? Oh, definitely beatable. Clemson almost lost to Georgia Tech. D- dude, first of all, Georgia Tech, t- 
top five worst play call ever on fourth and goal. Oh, legitimately top five worst play call. A shovel pass to what was it? Was it was. It was, it was. It was. We are gonna run an option, and then I can either pitch it to back to the running back or forward to the tight end. Yeah. It's like, well, this is fucking stupid. I don't listen. I don't know Georgia Tech's personnel, so I don't know if he was like, hey, like drop back. I don't know if that guy could like pass the ball well, but like. You gotta do something to, other than that. Uh, also, shout out to Georgia Tech for having sweet logos back in the yeah, 90s. Very cool. They're, I feel like their gear uh, back in the day was awesome. Now, yeah. not so much. I mean, it's still kind of clean, but it's been surpassed. That's the best way to describe it. It's just clean. Yeah. They also need to go back just to the yellow jacket. The like fucking the B. Yeah. yeah. That was intimidating. Yeah. That was intimidating as shit, dude. Yeah. Shout out to the, the Georgia Tech B. And then I guess last game I want to talk about ETSU win. Yeah. Again, three and Let's go. Delaware State. Suck it. Can't go undefeated if you're not three and No, let's go. The boys. So the boys. <laughs> or I think we're ranked sixteenth in the FCS. 16th, going up. Go yeah. And, going and, up. And moving up. You were sixteenth going into the Delaware State game, so Big time. Fucking what's up, dude? The Big Buccaneers. Go Bucks. Let's go. All right. Uh, good for sports? Uh, we didn't talk about baseball. White Sox. Magic number down to four. Did the Indians win today? Couldn't tell you, but I just well, saw they, it on the TV. Oh, well, I was going to say if they lost, then it would go down to three. Four. But it's, I guess it's four. I guess the Indians won. Hopefully, they beat the Yankees. Couldn't tell you. They won eleven to three against the Yankees yesterday. Hey, Poof. <laughs> so uh, win. White Sox take two out of three. Should have been three out of three against the Rangers. Yep, should have been three out of three. Uh, I want my money back on my Luis Robert future MVP bet. That's bullshit. He would have fucking won it if he wasn't hurt for half the season. Yeah. That's bullshit, dude. That, that was a nice payout too, dude. Yeah, it was like twenty bucks to win like five hundred. Yeah. This guy was pissing. This guy's been pissing on baseballs. He's batting like three fifty. I know, and he's been back for like twenty something games. I know. This is why I want the eighty eight jersey. I this know is, everyone has it, but it's he's I just still so good. fucking. The, the next time I see one, I'm getting you one. He's so good. Uh, yeah, I should get my money back. Uh, here's also my thought too. I know this is this would cause a lot of lost money to like casinos and sports books. But if you bet a parlay, you should get the percentage right. No. I know it's stupid, but you should. That's the whole point of betting the parlay, you I fucking know. idiot. But, like, if I do a 17 parlay and five of my teams win, I should get 5-7. No, the no. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't disagree with you more. This, this, is you the dumbest, dumb. this is the dumbest take of all time. I told you it's dumb. <laughs> You want a participation trophy while you're at it too, you fucking loser? <laughs> God, I hate you. You could have just bet all seven of those individually. Then you would have won five out of seven. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking... Yeah, that, that pissed me <laughs> off. That just pissed me off. But yeah, White Sox take two out of three. Uh, again, it's one of those things where like it fucking... The offense just like falls asleep one day. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happens. Put up and seven has- runs on Sunday. And Seven on Sunday and like one. nine on f- Friday, I think. Yeah, and then one on Saturday. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And the lineup on Sunday was like not good. Like no Eloy, no Luis. Right. 
Like, it's just like, all right, fucking, we're still that good. It's a, dude, it's a fucking just roller coaster of emotions. When you're watching the White Sox, when you're like a fan of the White Sox, it's like, dude. And it's the worst because the lows are so much worse because you know how good the team is. And you're like, you just, you just want to like fucking grab them by the shoulders and like shake them. You're better than this. What the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) And it's like, you guys are way fucking better than this. And then there are games where you're just like, it goes, it legitimately goes from we're the best team in the major leagues to like this team forgot how to play baseball in a matter of like a day. Right. It's insane. Yeah. So, I don't know. Two out of three, not bad. Are we go like to play. I, said, I think we play at Detroit, maybe. I believe so. This is our last uh, road trip. Of really? The regular season. I'm pretty sure. Ooh. It's yeah, because we have one road trip and one homestand, and then it's playoffs. And we definitely play somebody else. Yeah, there's three teams that we have left to play. Detroit, I want to... S- I think four. I think we play the entire AL Central, and then I think we play um, the Reds. Oh, that might be it, yes. yes. We play the Reds like the last two games of the year. Dude, did you see uh, the Padres like thing in the dugout? I really don't fucking... I don't really care. Okay, so we play... Detroit, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and then Detroit again. There you go. But we're on a... We play at Detroit and at Cleveland. Yeah. So we're gone for the next week. Right. And then wrap it up at home against... Yeah. Cincy and Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you see the thing in the dugout with the Padres? People making a big deal about this? Mm-hmm. It didn't make any fucking sense. So the Padres were playing the Cardinals, and Adam Wainwright was pitching, and Adam Wainwright has this, like, looping curveball where it's, like, legitimately, like, 20 miles an hour slower than anything else. So Tatis is is batting, and it's, like, a 3-1 count, and Wainwright loops this curveball in, like, top of the zone. Like, it was a strike. And the guy calls it a strike, and Tatis gets pissed that he called that a strike because, you know, it's a looping curveball up in the zone, which, like, to the hitter, it doesn't look like a strike. Um and so he's already pissed, and then Wainwright throws like a fastball at the top of the zone, catches the entire zone, guy calls it strike three, Tatis is like pissed. He doesn't say anything to the ump, but he does like that like passive-aggressive like, I'm going to stand there for a little bit. And then he goes back to the dugout, and he's like slamming his fucking like helmet on the bench or whatever. And then Machado comes up or whatever, he gets out, and then they start fucking just going at it in the dugout, like screaming at each other. And it crazy, yeah. And crazily, I'm on Manny Machado's side. What? Because Machado basically was like, like stop fucking pouting and play baseball. Like we need you. Don't get kicked out over arguing balls and strikes. Like that's stupid. We're in the like wild card race. Like stop fucking being a diva about this and we're, swing the bat. Were punches thrown? No, no, no. But they were like, like people had to like hold separate me back, them. Hold me back. People had to, like, separate them, and there's, like, a video of it. You can hear, like, them screaming at each other, and they're, like, like not holding back at all, like, fucking screaming at each other. Hey. And and normally, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Manny Machado. I, I wanted him on the White Sox because he is good at baseball. Shocker that that's a thing. Uh, but, I, and, I, and I love Fernando Tatis because he's fucking cool, even though he was on the White Sox and we traded him, so that sucks. Um <laughs> uh, 
but like I shockingly was on Manny Machado's side. Like there's a point where you can get like mad about it, but like both of those pitches caught the whole zone. Yeah. And yeah. like stop fucking pouting about it in the dugout, dude. Like get to the next play. Yeah. I don't know, it's fucking crazy to see though. Well, uh Sox and need to finish the, fact the, season, that the uh so. true. And the fact that the Padres might miss the playoffs. That's also crazy. Yes. Yes. Pretty funny though at the same time. They I, dude, they leverage like their whole farm system. I know. For like their entire team. I know. Yeah. And they still might fucking miss the playoffs. Yeah. They're like a, a game or a game and a half back. The Sox have the sixth best record in Major League Baseball right now. Not bad. Just got to end the season hot, dude. Yeah. Hot. Hot. Nationals won it as like the sixth seed or whatever. There you go. Just got to get fucking hot. Yep. It's all about being hot at the right time. That's what I'm saying. That's why I made such a big deal about it on, I think it was Friday's episode. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's fucking infuriating. All right. Uh, is is today a travel day for the Sox, or are we playing? No, I think we play. Let's go. Okay. I believe we play. I believe we play. We have two more, which is weird. We have two more off days, and they're in between their next Monday and next Thursday, okay. which is weird because it's two games at home, and then it's we go on this whole road trip. We get an off day. We get back home, play two games, have an off day, and then play three games at home. I'll take it. I don't know. I don't like off days. I just like watching them play. All right. Um, any other sports stuff you want to touch on now? Oh, um, I want to just put this out there before it you know, happens. The Packers are playing Monday Night Football tonight as this is released. So... They got shit stomped by the Saints mm-hmm. first week. Did you hear the theory about this? That Aaron Rodgers is purposely throwing games. Aaron Rodgers is destroying the Green Bay Packers from the inside, I and know. I'm all for it. I I I hope they I hope they get fucking canned by I the Lions. <laughs> That'd be so goddamn funny. I like really if the Lions just come too. in there and like fucking Aaron Rodgers throws like three picks and he's yeah. just like whoop fucking I don't know. Yeah. Most likely, what's going to happen is Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and like shit pump. The Lions. Right. But it'd be so funny if the Lions just, like, canned him and you were like, dude, what the fuck? Aaron Rodgers stinks. Yeah. I love the idea. I w- it's yeah. wishful thinking. If it happens multiple I'm weeks in a row, I'm, like, take all it. in on it. Right so, now, it's just we're in wait and see. Yeah, well, I want to float that one out there so that by the time people are listening to this and if it happened already, you could be like, fucking, they were talking Jack, about it. Got it. They were Shit's talking about light. it. <laughs> all right. Um, I only have one. No, two. One dumb thought and one update that we need. Okay, I um, I have a couple. Okay, you can go first. Uh, do you want to give the people the Murdoch family? Oh yeah. Updates from the previous Weird Wednesday. Yeah, so we talked about it. I believe it was last Weird Wednesday. The so. ongoing ongoing case with them. Uh, so we the one of the things we left off was the fact that Alex Murdoch, the dad, was in the hospital. Um, yeah, listen to this. Because he was changing a tire and got shot in the head mm-hmm. and didn't die uh and it turns out he set it up so he tried to do a murder for hire suicide so that his son would get his life insurance policy so i think it was like 10 million dollars and he basically knew that he was fucked uh and was like and so so the reason that he admitted to it was because which is also wild um 
we talked about how the, the his wife and his son got murdered on their ranch. Correct. He basically was like, yeah, I fucking did this. You don't have to go and look for the guy because I want you taking all the resources to find who killed my wife and son. So, like, the police were investigating two separate things. They were investigating who killed his wife and son, and now they also had to investigate who tried to shoot him. And so he was like, hey, you don't fucking have to do that. I basically set it up. He set up his own murder-suicide. Yeah. He wasn't the one that set up the wife and no. the kid. But he wants it. He wants to know who did. Right. Okay, so he okay, was okay, like, okay, he was okay, like, I fucking gotcha. don't give any of your guys' resources to trying to figure out who shot me because I paid the guy to shoot me. Yep, I got gotcha. you. So like, stop doing that and fucking find out who killed my wife and son. Okay. What a wild time. Wild update for you there. So, hopefully, we find out who killed his wife and son. Yeah. Buster down at the bottom of this is just chilling. Like, what the fuck he's doing? Couldn't tell you. He's probably pissed he didn't get the fucking 10 mil. He's like, yo, dad, what the fuck? He, dude, he... The also... Amount of, the amount of psychological trauma that this kid has... Dude. He is, he is just done for. Also, how fucking stupid does the guy you hired to kill you have to be to not kill you? Yeah. To shoot you in the face and not kill you? How dumb... Dude, like... How yeah. dumb does this guy have to be? I don't. I'm not giving the dumbness to that guy. I'm no, just I saying am. That is just extremely bad, or maybe good luck. No, I'm. I'm giving the dumbness, dude. How do you shoot someone in the face and they survive? How does that person survive? Exactly. A whole bunch of luck. No, dude. If this was set up, it's not even like the guy's like moving and it's like, oh, I gotta like hit this guy while he's moving. It was probably just like. Fucking Alex Murdoch was probably just like, hey, I'm going to, like, kneel down right here. Just, like, shoot me in the back of the head execution style. And this guy was like, all right, dude, sounds good. Fuck, I missed. How? The guy literally wanted you to kill him. You could go right up, you could go right up next to this guy. You could take multiple shots, too. Yeah, dude. Like, just, what the fuck? Tough. Tough look. But hilarious look, too. Yeah, it's wild times. All right. So. Uh, my one dumb thought that I wanted to bring up. I doubt that you've seen this because it's it's something that I've that's come up again on my TikTok uh, a couple times. Supposedly, it's a thing down in the South where people put peanuts into their Coke. Like Coca-Cola. I've never seen that. That's what I figured. And supposedly, it's like so good. Like you, why is it just like make it like salty? I I don't know. You like so you so you drop like a Are handful you, of peanuts. Is it like wait pot. time out? Is it like like unshelled peanuts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like the part of the peanut that you eat. Yeah. Right. Scoop a handful of them, drop them into your Coke bottle, and then you drink and eat the peanuts at the same time. I really want to try this because I just want to know like what the deal is like why it does that but what i cannot mentally wrap my mind around is that i picture that as like pulp in orange juice and it almost makes me gag thinking about it so that that would be my question do they eat the peanuts when like when yeah, they're you, drinking yes you you take a sip and you get coke and peanuts in your mouth and you're chewing the peanuts in, to eat them and drinking the Coke at the same time. Why don't they just put the peanuts in their mouth and then drink a sip of Coke? <laughs> I don't know. Seems a lot easier, no? Yeah, well, no, not really. You can knock it all out in one bang right there instead of put the peanuts in, 
put the coke in. I don't know. This just doesn't doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> I'm just not in on this. I want to try it. Like I said, I really want to try it just to see what the what the whole deal is. But it kind of makes me want to gag because I think of it as pulp, and I hate pulp. I see. I don't think of it as pulp. Like pulp's imagine, like I'm at, you're taking a sip and then you got like hard chunks of stuff in your drink. That's yeah, nasty. but you know it's peanuts. I know that, but I can't tell. I just cannot convince my brain of that. And like pulp isn't like hard. It's just like that. It's like the little slimy things, yeah, you know. Nasty. Yeah, nasty. Um, sorry, this is super random and very off topic, but I just remembered it because we we're watching the White Sox post game. Uh, did you see that Tony Larusa got suspended for a day, and Mike Wright got suspended three games for hitting Shohei Otani? Yeah. And nobody's been suspended for hitting Jose Abreu like fifty fucking times this season. Jose's been hit, I think, twenty something times. Did you add today? Because he got hit today as well. I know. Yesterday, as you're listening. Uh, Luis Robert, same game that we hit Otani, uh, got hit in the helmet with a fastball. Yeah. So, yeah. God forbid we hit Shohei Otani in the leg, though. Right. Fucking bitch-ass MLB. Fuck you. Suspending Mike Wright, though, might be the best thing that happened to the White Sox. <laughs> Tony La Russa already served his one-game suspension, so whatever, but I just wanted to bring that up. I got uh, nothing left. All you. I got a couple things to talk about. Um, first of all, first two things have to do with the news. Did you Did you know? Like maybe I did, maybe I fucking didn't. Did you know what news stands for? Yeah, uh, notable events, events weather, weather, and sports. sports. That blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I learned that when I was twenty three <laughs> years old. Jesus, what the fuck? What? I learned that in like sixth grade. I feel like I learned it like a long time ago and then I forgot it. Yeah. And then I relearned it and I was like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck? Um, next thing. So the other day I was go- I was on my phone going on the on like a weather radar. And so like, you know how like at the bottom it has like the little like time? Yeah. That's like, hey, like it's 340 right now. It'll go to like five or whatever. Mm-hmm. I forget what website that I was on. But, like, next to the little bar was, like, a little drop-down menu. And so it had future and then past. Why the fuck would I ever care about the past radar? Studying film. Dude, wh- who, who fucking cares? The meteorologist. That's who, how they study dude, film again, right there. Okay, well, then fuck it. Fuck meteorologists again. <laughs> Coming back to, like, one of the first episodes. They stink. Uh, dude. Nobody, and it was set on past. Like when I went to the website, it was on, it wasn't on future. It was on past. No, okay, no. What what they what that's doing though is it will because this I've been checking the uh, the radar, the Doppler radar, quite a bit recently for our slow pitch softball. Past is like so. Say we're recording this, we're recording this at six twenty six right now. So past means it'll show you everything from like four up until right now. Yeah. I don't need to know that. Ever. I know what past means. But I'm aware of it. But every like... single time anybody has ever Googled weather radar, they've not been like, hey, what was the radar like two hours ago? <laughs> They're like, hey, what's the weather radar gonna look like? Yeah. Nobody in the history of fucking God's green earth has ever been like, you know what? I really fucking, I want to see what the weather radar was at, you know, an hour and a half ago. Nobody, zero people. I'll guarantee it. Why would it be if? It, but in, again, you can have that drop down. That's fine. But don't have it set on past. 
And I feel like past is always the default setting on all these weather It's websites. wild. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Couldn't tell no you. No one fucking cares. Could not tell you. No, literally zero people. Yeah. Like, I'm not here to look at, you know, what you, I, I witnessed what just happened. I was <laughs> there. <laughs> like, I want to know what's going to happen. Right. You know? Right. I was, dude, that like legitimately like pissed me off because I hit like, because you can hit play on those, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like hit and play, and then it, like the time would only go up to like the time I was currently at, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then eventually I like looked. It was like past. I was like, "Who does this? Who wants to know the past?" Right. Nobody. I was there. Right. Um, two. I have two things that, that are left. One saw this today. Uh, this is going back to another previous episode where I talked about. Uh, I think I added people to my shit list. People with bumper stickers. I was at a stoplight behind somebody today that had bumper stickers counted 19 all of them star wars related dude get a fucking life pal first of all why who fucking cares there are so many other places you could put those bumper stickers that are like way more appropriate than the back of your fucking car i uh and it's like, dude, after like one or two, it's like, we get it. You fucking like Star Wars, dude. Yeah. No, I I will never put a bumper sticker on my car. Never. And just like, let let alone. And Star Wars? Yeah, let alone a Star Wars. Let alone 19 of them. That just says, dude, hey, it covered I have like, no it covered like the whole back of their car. Yeah. I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, just chill out a bit. Just be a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the last thing I want to talk about, which was. I thought was very funny. Uh, so, like, you know when you're on, like, YouTube and you have, like, the, like, news, that, like, little news feed? Yeah. There were two separate uh, videos that were next to each other that were from, it was CNN and then, like, the White House correspondents talking about <laughs> the CNN exact quote. I, I have it written down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, CNN debunks Nicki Minaj swollen testicles vaccine rumor. Oh, <laughs> and I yes. was like, yes, could you, you hear about this? Yes. So, so for anybody that doesn't know, Nicki Minaj says that her cousin in the Philippines, correct? I I don't know where, but I, I believe thought it was, was the, I thought it was her cousin's friend. Yeah, cousin's friend in like the Philippines or wherever said that he got the vaccine and his nuts got so swollen and he became impotent and then his his soon to be wife his fiance left him because of it and so this like blew up and then i just so the, the funny part to me is like <laughs> there's a there's a fucking guy at cnn that is like fucking hardcore news like i'm here to just report you know fucking facts and he has to be like I got to talk about Nicki Minaj's fucking cousin's friend's swollen nuts on television <laughs> right now. Like, what the fuck, dude? I was reporting about, you know, the people in Afghanistan that were going to war. Now I got to talk about fucking Nicki Minaj's swollen nuts. What the fuck are we doing over here? <laughs> like, the fact that that actually became so much of a story. Oh, that, yeah. like, legitimate news outlets had to be like, hey, people. This is what we are reporting on. The Nicki Minaj's cousin's swollen nuts are not because of the fucking vaccine. Probably just because he has an STD. Yeah, that's hilarious. I can't imagine like some dude's like, I've been in journalism 25 years. Never <laughs> once have I had to report on swollen nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Anything else? 
No, that's cool. it. All right. We are wrapping up Shed Some Light episode 110. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please give us that five-star rating and review if you have not. Also, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media. Have a Miller Lite today. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, hope you have a great week. We'll catch you on Wednesday. And in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.